to another episode of Bitches Love Sports. I'm Bitch 2. I'm Bitch 1. And as you can see, we are in very different scenery than where we normally are. Look at this, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're no longer on S. Payne's couch. <laughs> Although I do feel like we should invest in, in some sort of, I don't know, something to bring with us to like put in the background. Because yeah. I'm used to something being in the background. I feel like we need something <laughs> that shows my, our personality. My pictures on the walls and stuff. <laughs> yeah, just you know, something we can roll up, like unroll, put it back there. And like, right, we can make know. a banner. We can probably get a banner. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like our favorite players or something. <laughs> I was thinking of a BLS one, but I, I mean, guess. Too, we can like put that in the middle, but you know, like just, you know. Something. You just want to put City up here. That's <laughs> what you I didn't even say his name. You didn't let, have to. Let the record show. S. Payne brought up CeeDee Lamb first. Oh, <laughs> the fucking nerd. The fucking nerd. I never said his name. <laughs> Who were you thinking about then? That's not important. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, all right. Okay, so we got multiple cameras, multiple camera angles. So mm-hmm. if you're watching the video version of this on Spotify or on YouTube or on Twitter, I might be looking all over the place because I'm look- used to looking into a laptop where we see ourselves. And so <laughs> the camera is over here. And it's both of us. And the monitor is over here. And then there's a camera for me over there. <laughs> so... Um, bear with us while we get used to this. Yes. But I like it. I can hear myself in the headphones. Oh, this is Sounds amazing. Good. I this don't feel is... like I have to yell. I know. <laughs> I know. This is just so good. Like I, I'm I'm legit like bro. For real. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> I'm glad you had so much faith in us, that's right. Not this early, I mean, I mean, it's been like a little over a year only. A little over a year. Speaking of doing things for a little over a year, some things change and some things don't. Like the fact that although there's a, a notebook in front of me, we don't have show notes. <laughs> it's just for the look. So Looks good. There's like a few words on there, like a couple of names I didn't want to forget, but like we don't really have an outline. So for those of you um, who are used to listening to us, you're used to that. You're very used to that. And so you know this is going to be a good episode either way. But for those of you who are new to this, and it seems like there might be a lot of you considering how much our Twitter followers have jumped um, Which, thank you. Yeah, the, thank you thank very you. much. We love our new followers just like we love the followers who have been there since we were doing dumb shit on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> the queens um, of dumb shit. <laughs> so we're still we're still doing dumb shit and yeah. talking sports. Yeah. Um, and just know that, like, we'll tell you at the beginning whether or not we have show notes. Um, and if we say we don't, that's, you know, not a reason to, like, tune out. That, that just means we're going to laugh a lot and drink a lot. Yep. And our ADHD is going to kick in and yeah. we're going to jump subjects a lot. We're just going to go all over the place. Hey. But one thing we always do is start off with shout outs and call outs. Perfect. So, um, since we don't have show notes and I just feel like the sports world exploded while we went on break. So it's like, if we actually tried to do shout outs and call outs the way that we normally do them, we'd be here for three hours just oh. shouting out and calling out all kinds of people. Not even doing the show, just the show doesn't call us. Yeah, it was just, just shout out to yeah, be like, like two hours. Shout three. out to Deion Sanders for like five different things. Calling <laughs> out Skip Bayless also for like five, five different, different things. things. <laughs> um, so what? what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to shout out some of the people who have um, followed us on Twitter, who have been engaging with us on Twitter. Uh, because I think when we went on break, we had like a hundred something followers, maybe it might, mm-hmm. it might've been a little bit over a hundred. I really don't remember. Um, 
And I, I just done an episode where I mentioned how much I loved our Twitter followers, you know, and that'll never change regardless of how much, mm-hmm. you, how many people there are. Mm-hmm. But what basically happened was, first of all, um, Aisha Morrison. So Aisha, let me just make sure that's actually her last name. <laughs> I feel like it is. Um, and it starts. <laughs> Um, let me just make sure. I know her first name's Aisha. I know that for sure. Let's see. Yep, I got it right. Nice. Aisha Morrison. Nice. So Aisha is one of the hosts of uh, Girls Talk, Boys Talk um, mm-hmm. on the Dallas Cowboys program of of media, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas Cowboys Universe. I feel like that's a way better use of the DCU acronym. <laughs> you did not. So, so DCU now stands for the Dallas Cowboys Universe. And um, Aisha Morrison is a new character in the Dallas Cowboys Universe. And uh, she's on. She's one of the hosts on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. The first time I met her, I was like, are you Aisha Morrison? You are my favorite part of that show. So Aisha Morrison, um, she, she followed us. Mm -hmm. Um, she's been really supportive she's sent me some information just about like just how to enhance our content a little bit that I'm really grateful for Mm -hmm. and one of the things that she also did she she reminded me of somebody that I was actually already following when she mentioned this person but she was like hey this person hosts some awesome Twitter spaces so you should go in the spaces listen to what they're talking about but also just you know use that to practice talking sports Mm -hmm. and I was like okay because I've been in some Twitter spaces and they all Twitter spaces are not the same. And some of the ones that I had been into, they just didn't seem to suit the way that I like to talk about sports, especially when you're not around. Um, and so especially person, when I'm not around. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> so the person that she pointed me to was a gentleman whose Twitter handle is at your underscore guy underscore Nix, N-I-X. So your guy Nix, he goes by Nix, obviously for short. But um, he hosts Twitter spaces actually throughout the week. And like the first time I went in there, he was like, hey, come on up, you know, speak your piece, you know. And then like within oh, no. a few weeks, like he's already at the point where like he's he's allowing me to co-host some of the spaces. Nice. Um, his spaces allow a lot of room for pretty much anybody with an outlook or a take or an opinion to hop on, speak, start a debate, ask questions. About and sports? Yeah, about about the Cowboys specifically. He oh, runs ca- oh, okay. Cowboys Orient part of oriented the DCU. spaces. Part yeah. of the DCU. Nice. Yeah, an unofficial part. So he's not on the mothership, you know. <laughs> but he does talk a lot of Cowboys content. And actually, there are a lot of podcasters and uh, Twitter personalities and YouTube personalities who do talk uh, who do talk a lot about the Cowboys. And I would love to see us just I don't know come together and host a networking event because. It's like, even though we're not an official part of the DCU, it does it does feel like we do a lot to, like, really keep it going and keep people engaged. Um, oh, and I Nick's agree 100%. Is, yeah. Nix is definitely one of those people. So I appreciate him following us. I appreciate the likes and the retweets. Mm-hmm. I appreciate him giving me specifically the opportunity to go into the space um, and talk with people. I've even DM'd him, and he's given me advice on, you know, this is how you can, you know, develop your takes. These are some of the things that you should do and watching film. I've been watching film and sent him a message and been like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. Like, what do you think about this? And he'll respond. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I was even working on an article yesterday and I didn't ask him like for help with the article per se, but I was just like, hey, 
you know, this is this is what I plan on saying in this article because I write for Inside the Star now, y'all, if y'all didn't know that. But I was like, hey, this is what I plan on saying in this article. Like, how do By you- the way, always, <laughs> always, always read between the lines when you read any of Lethal's yes. articles. There's Please. some things I got to say, There's but I can't shade. come out and, and say it. Ah, it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I, I hit him up and I was like, how do you think Cowboys fans would respond to this? You mm-hmm. know, and he, he gave me some feedback on that. And I really appreciate that because he's been part of the, the Cowboys fandom for a long time. And although I've been a football fan for a long time, I can't really say I've been a part of the Cowboys fandom for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm interacting with more people in the fandom, <laughs> I realize more than ever what that means. Because it's like, my my story with the Cowboys was like, years ago, I became a fan of Ezekiel Elliott and then Dak Prescott. Um, and then I kind of stopped paying attention for a little while. <laughs> and then next thing you know, C.D. Lamb popped up on the scene. I was waiting. I'm like, what is he going to come And I was play? like, okay, I'm going to start paying attention to the Cowboys again. <laughs> And then beyond that, the the life story of Jerry Jones is is quite frankly fascinating. Oh Lord! Um, and so between all that, I ended up getting like wrapped up into you know the Cowboys and the culture and the fandom again. But this time, I'm actually interacting with other fans, kind of like how I used to do with the Saints. Right. And the Cowboys fan base is really interesting. Um, y'all are <laughs> to say the least. Y'all are a special group. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you can even divide the whole. Fandom. Oh, they divide in themselves. Different, that's fair. Yeah. And we're, we're definitely going to talk about that later because we have a lot to say about the Cowboys and the Commanders. And some of the debates that have popped up among the fandom actually highlight a bit of the divide uh, among the fandom. Um, but I got in a mini debate last night with someone who he doesn't have a lot of followers, but I would consider his outlook to be very representative of a segment of the fandom that I don't necessarily see eye to eye with. Okay. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to write that down as something <laughs> that we need to talk about whenever we talk about the Cowboys, because like this particular outlook is just something that I'm just like, bro, what? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love that you can read my mind. <laughs> Okay, some other people that I want to shout out on Twitter. Um, some it was okay. He just liked our tweet. Oh, three people have already liked our picture. That's exciting. That is because when, when we had a hundred something <laughs> followers, I loved y'all followers. I really did. However, y'all didn't like or comment or retweet shit that we posted. <laughs> no shade though. And so now that we're at almost five hundred, <laughs> like we're actually starting to get engagement. So I feel that. Um, so surprise, he's at surprise 420. Nice. Um, he's been engaging a lot with our content. So thank you so much, surprise. He was actually one of the people who reminded me that like, you know, maybe I should say more than once that we're on a break. Cause he was like, I've been checking every day for a new episode. And I'm like, I'm oh. sorry. Oh. <laughs> we went on a break and we won't be doing anything until early January. Oh, um, sorry. also Tony Parlay, Tony Parlay, who's at Tony Parlay on Twitter. Um, if y'all are sports bettors, he does a lot of content on sports betting. He's been interacting a lot with our content. He's very fun to talk to you on Twitter. Um, he is one of the people that I can count on that if I post something, he'll respond, we'll engage. Um, let's see who else. There are some people who I can only remember part of their handle, so I kind of have to like search for them. Um, DMV Fanatic, at DMV Fanatic 1. He's somebody else who engages with us a lot, so thank you, DMV. He's also somebody else that whenever I watch um, Nix's show, um, he Nix is part of uh, Take Six, Pick Six Sports. 
Um, and so they have Freestyle Friday on YouTube. And so on Friday nights, if I'm watching Freestyle Friday and I pop up in the in the live chat, DMV is one of those people who's always like, hi, BLS. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, hi, that's cute. So that's really, awesome. really nice. Uh, so shout out to DMV Fanatic. Um, and who else? Uh, Terika, who works with ESPN. Let me find her handle. Um, at She Knows Sports. So spelled exactly like the words, S-H-E-K-N-O-W-S, sports. Um, she is a part of the ESPN family. She's actually starting to do more live content for their social media right now. Um, she does a That's lot cool. of stuff with the WNBA, but you know she's actually respond to some of our emails. She interacts with us on Twitter. Um, and I definitely respect that because you know she said something in her email that kind of suggested she was small potatoes at ESPN. And I mean, that may be true, but first of all, there are a lot of potatoes at ESPN. Yeah. So it's like, even if you're a small potato at ESPN, you're still an ESPN potato. I was going to, I was so. literally like, you still an ESPN potato, okay? Like. So, so shout out to you. Yes. yes. Um, and thank you for everything. Yes. You, you have to put in work to be an ESPN potato. Like, cause like the big potatoes are people like who? Like fucking Stephen A. Smith, Ryan Clark, like. <laughs> Jeez, like so, yeah. A small potato, like you're you're still a bigger potato than I am. So shout out to you. <laughs> we are tiny potatoes. Tiny potatoes. <laughs> still a little, still a little spud. We're still growing. We're a growing potato. <laughs> tiny growing potatoes. Um, but yeah, I I just um appreciate the humility of people like that, and also their willingness to just network with people who share similar values, yeah. especially when those people are working to advance women's sports. Because yeah. the thing about women's sports is we, th those of us who actually want to see women's sports events, we have to network because it's like one of the things that seems to make male dominated sports so successful is kind of like I just said about the Cowboys. They have so many people in the DCU who are creating content. It's almost inescapable, you know? So it's like, if, if you want to, you can literally fill your entire day with nothing but Dallas Cowboys content. Oh. You can spend every day watching nothing else and listening to nothing else and every day have something new to consume. There's so many IG handles, so many IG pages, so many YouTube channels, so many anything about Cowboys like yes. you can go forever and ever and you'll you'll still won't see the same content. And even if you watch mainstream sports, they're always talking about the Cowboys. And so when people are like, how is it that this team is the most valuable sports franchise in the world and they haven't won a championship since 1996? <laughs> Fuck y'all. That's, Literally. <laughs> Fuck but that's why. That's why. It's because it, when it comes to sports, the way you make money is by creating fans. And the way you create, create fans is you give them things to constantly consume. I and mean, in a nutshell, that's what it is. You know, call America's team for a reason, y'all. I'm just saying. And <laughs> and so when it comes to women's sports, it's like eventually we're gonna have to create that same kind of thing where there are so many places that people can get women's sports information and content, and so many different ways that they can get it that it becomes easy to be a fan, yeah. that it becomes fun to be a fan. That it gets to the point where Do you think Violet Crown is going to be America's team? <laughs> In roller derby? Yeah. At this point, who knows? The derby community. Let's not talk about it right now. I don't even know. I'm, 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 I'm a little upset at the derby community at this point right now. We're going to save that for next week because I have thoughts, but that's going to be a whole thing. You have thoughts? Show. Okay. Mm. Uh -huh. mm. All right. I, I have thoughts that I want to organize before <sighs> I share. So we'll talk about it. 
But luckily, yeah, luckily the Derby community moves slow. So, so if we get I don't to, think it can move any slower. If, <laughs> if we get to it next week, it'll be fine. Whereas when it comes to the NFL and the Cowboys, it's just like sometimes if you don't get to something that morning, it's old by that night. Yep. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Terika is somebody else I wanted to shout out. Um, who else? Got some. Oh, Ryan Clark is somebody that we should probably give a shout out to. So <laughs> thank you. What's thank you. thank you now. So what's funny about the interaction <laughs> with Ryan Clark is that it's such I, a good story. I tweet about Ryan Clark a lot. You, you know, love Ryan for those Clark. who don't know, if you're one of my new followers and you hopped on, you know, when certain tweets were just getting a lot of engagement, I was <laughs> tweeting about Ryan Clark long before that because, as as my co-host just said, I love Ryan Clark. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. The I one of the things that I had said shortly before he acknowledged one of my tweets, and I was just like, I don't. But one, <laughs> oh, such a good not story. long before that, I had literally said something because he was arguing with somebody on Twitter, <clears throat> and I tagged him in a tweet that literally said something like, you know, uh, I always see Ryan Clark going back and forth with these nobodies on Twitter with like ninety point two followers. And they'll say one bad thing about him, and then he's going back and forth with them. But I give him compliments, and I shout him out all the time, and he never seems to notice me. Oh, well. You know, and I was just kind of like, how oh, whatever. Because I'm like, I'm not about to start talking shit about Ryan Clark just to get no. his attention. I'm like, I'm a fan, and, you know, maybe one day he'll see it, and one day he won't, or, or he won't, you know, whatever. And so then I noticed, uh, it was during a Cowboys game, and Aisha Morrison had made a tweet I don't even remember what it was about now, actually. I just remember when you texted me, you were so sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to get to that part of the story. It was something about Dak Prescott. Was it when we oh. had a close game against the Texans or we uh, lost to somebody? Hold on. I think, it, I think it was when the Chiefs were playing the Texans. And... I said something about how even though it was a closer game than than most people anticipated, people would find a reason to praise Patrick Mahomes, you know. And Ryan Clark just so happened to be the first person of note that I saw put out a tweet that was praising Patrick Mahomes for pulling off a win against the Texans. Because, like, before we played them, everybody was just like, who can't beat the Texans? Like, what? <laughs> you know? Uh, and it's then, true, though. It's and true. Then they when, fucking when, suck this year. When the Cowboys had a hard time against them, people were like, Cowboys, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, how did y'all have a hard time against the Texans? But then the Chiefs had a hard time against them. And then everybody was like, Patrick Mahomes is such a hero for pulling off this game. He's such a team leader, you know? (laughs) Um, And so I I said, I I copied the link to his tweet and I replied to Aisha. And I was just like, yep. And as I said, they're finding a reason to praise Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to get the same criticism Dak got. And Ryan Clark retweeted me and said something like, well, dummy, what I said was, and I was just like, oh just, my God, like out of all the things he I just found your, to. I just found your text. <laughs> what did it say? I don't even remember. You sent me, you sent me a, a tweet of Messi with all the World Cups, like, it's like an image of him of all the World Cups. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. And you replied, bad news is <laughs> Ryan Clark called me a dummy. Good news is we have 100, 306 followers now. <laughs> I 
Wait, so I said bad news. Ryan Clark called me a dummy. Good news is we have 360. Yes. Followers. I'm crying. <laughs> That is so mean. Uh, but then, hold on, because then are you going to finish? I'm going to keep okay. going. All so right. I right. was I was hurt about that because, like I said, I love Ryan Clark, and it hurt that the first time he engaged with our Twitter account was to call me a dummy over what I felt was like a misunderstanding, honestly. <laughs> and I I was just like, did he call me a dummy because he's mad? I'm just like, I'm. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to say that he shouldn't have said what he said. I was just pointing out that I noticed a trend in sports media and like, I wasn't like, Ryan Clark's a terrible person for doing this. It was just like, yeah, this, this is what they're going to do. It's whatever. So then was it a few days later? Uh, you, you got the tweet. Well, I got the tweet now, uh, but it was like, yeah, it was like the next day or two days later. It, was it definitely pretty... wasn't the next day. Because it was at least a few days. Because I want to say okay. it was sometime that week. Okay, this is Friday. Hold on. Let me just find but it what basically happened was a few days later, um, Ryan Clark was it on was five days later, five days later. So five days later, Ryan Clark was on Get Up and I uh, I was watching and, you know, basically they were what were they talking about? Um, it was it was is, probably is Dak Prescott being too reckless with yes. the football. They have called Dak Prescott some shit this season. <laughs> I mean, I listen, listen, listen. Are we going to get into the Dak Prescott gonna, right now? Because, not right now. We can uh, talk about it later. But I remember the first mm, locker room interview I was watching where mm -mm. they called him erratic. And I was like, erratic? God damn. <laughs> it's probably because they don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm sure they know what it means. But I just feel like a couple of inter interceptions is not a reason to be like, yeah, your play is a little erratic. It's not like. <laughs> well, you know, when you throw three in a game, in a very important I, game. I feel like that's Christmas irresponsible. Eve, Erratic to me just suggests like you don't know what's going on, you don't know what you're doing. Like <laughs> I, I would need to see something way worse than a few interceptions. To use a word like erratic. That just seemed like like that just seemed extreme. See to some me. like Russell Wilson shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would use a different word for him, but <laughs> square. You know what just Russell curious. Wilson looks like? Who have you ever seen Space Jam? Like the original Space yeah, Jam? But... No, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> Do you remember? When uh, the Monstars, they stole the talent of the NBA players and they put it in the yellow ball. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden those star NBA players, they just ain't have no, like they were. That's, <laughs> I see what that's what happened to Russell Wilson. Like some Monstars came down with a glowing football and they stole his shit. <laughs> like Russell Wilson is on regular dude status right now. <laughs> it's like I, I, I kind of feel bad for the dude. I mean, we watched, we watched the, we watched the first. I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes of was it Christmas Day? It might have been Christmas Eve when maybe. they play. Anyways, I was in Colorado. My uncle is a Broncos fan, so we were. Oh no. Yeah, he actually, before the, even the game started, he was like, I can't watch this <laughs> before he even started. <laughs> he just went to the room and we watched the first 10 minutes. I can't even remember who they played, but they got like 10-0 in like the first drive, the, the first two drives. And I would just change the channel. It was just so sad. It's just legit so sad to watch the it Broncos is. this season. It is. It gets even more sad when when Russell does his Broncos country. <laughs> Let's ride. <laughs> did you see? Did you 
see the rule? Did I send it to you? Please send it. I don't send it so. to you. <laughs> I don't Broncos, think so. Who is it? Broncos Nation. Let's ride. And then and then he shows up car going like this. <laughs> and he said, they're right. <laughs> Oh I man! Love, I love the Wilson. internet for these things. These things are my favorite thing in the internet. Like people <laughs> have so much free time. Sometimes it just it, it like it blows my mind. But when they come up with this shit, I'm like, yes, yes. this is the content sports, that I'm. Sports fans are brutal for. too. Ooh, they whoa, will, they will let you know when you fucking up. Oh, <laughs> um, but back to back to Dak. So yeah, they called him erratic. They've called him reckless. They've said he's the weakest link of the team. Every time I see that commercial with that kid who's like, I want to be quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just like, are you sure? Like, what kind of masochistic shit is this? <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you realize what you're saying there, son. <laughs> Damn, son, do you even know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> I mean, um, that was Dak's dream. <laughs> I'm like, I I don't remember. He might have said that, but like, I don't think he I mean, thought it was going to go like this. I don't think he'd be like, yeah, I'm going to leave lead my team to a 12-4 season, going to the playoffs, second season in a row. <coughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, because he only did a few games of this season. The other ones, let's, let's credit one do. Okay. Cooper, Cooper won some of those The games. team still acknowledged him as a leader. So I, you know, we could say you know, he still led you know, the team. I'm gonna give it to him. You know, credit would do. I've been seeing him a lot more uh, uh, leadership skills, I guess. For me like too. A- we're gonna get into it though. Okay. I, we, were, we were telling the story about Ryan Clark. Hashtag oh, ADHD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, um, so yeah, on this particular episode of Get Up. Now we're, we're going back like three stories ago, y'all. Yeah, For those I'm of sorry. you who are trying it's, to keep track. I'm sorry. So Ryan Clark was on this episode of Get Up and they were they were talking about is, is Dak Prescott getting too reckless? And he made some amazing points about um about how basically the the harsh criticism of Dak Prescott came from just like an abundance of coverage of the Dallas Cowboys. And because they cover them so much, they feel the need to, you know, have these takes. But he's just like, yeah, sometimes the Cowboys, they're just doing good. And you can just acknowledge that they're doing good. And there doesn't need to be like a debate or these hypothetical situations brought up. And I was just like, and like he said what he said. And then the host was like, you know what, let's let's stop talking about the Cowboys. And I was just like, oh, my God. And so I put out this tweet saying Ryan Clark literally shut down the conversation. Yes, that's the one. And I'm 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 actually gonna like cut in with a video of that particular scene, but we don't have all our clips pulled up like we normally do because we are in a studio hey. with a guy who controls that. And I did not send him the clips, and I don't want to put him on the spot like that right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so we sent out that tweet, and and Ryan Clark replied in, in my text to you. Did it did it does it say what he said? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the gym. I'm sorry. So Ryan Clark said, much appreciated. I mean, I'm trying to have some common sense. So he tweeted that. And then all of a sudden, just like more and more followers, like people started liking it. People started replying. So like at first, before he retweeted it, you know, it started to catch a little wind. And I was replying to everybody who replied um, you know, having a good time with that. And then all of a sudden I just started getting like a bunch of Twitter notifications and I was like, what is going on? And I scrolled and scrolled. And then I finally saw Ryan Clark retweeted your tweet. And I was like, oh, cool. And then, um, 
later on, it was like, Tad Prescott retweeted your tweet. And I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that like 500 followers, well, we're not even at 500 yet, but I'm not saying that number puts us on the map or anything. But what I am saying is that like, we had already been doing this for like over a year and it had only hit like right around 100 and it was the people who are willing to engage with us yes. and share our content and have conversations with us who have let us really showcase our character and our knowledge on Twitter. Yeah. And so I'm thankful to those people for helping us grow. Because while 500 100%. followers might not be a lot, it is hard to get to that point organically, you <laughs> on know? On Twitter? <laughs> yeah. That to, is insanity. Like, to, you can get that on Instagram. Just if you use the right hashtags, you get followers, like, really quick. Yeah. But Twitter is, it's a lot tougher. To get but the thing I, I actually like about Twitter even more is the fact that. Which also follow us on Instagram. Like I, yeah. I do the stories and I post like almost daily and they're really funny. So <laughs> follow us facts, on the stories. Big facts. <laughs> um, but the thing, the reason why I like Twitter is because when people follow you on Twitter, they actually engage with you. Yeah. Well, Sometimes sure. when you get followers on Instagram, they might like one post, but it's like yeah. they're not leaving comments a lot. They're no. also not even sharing your content a lot. But on That's Twitter, fair. it's like people engage with you when they follow you. And also yeah. every time they engage with you, that becomes an amplific- amplification for your content. Yeah. So when somebody replies to my tweet and one of their followers reads their replies, they got to read my my tweet too. You right. know, when they retweet that happened, sometimes whenever you like a person's tweet on Twitter, it goes into their followers' feed saying that, you know, this person, this person liked this liked tweet. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate it because the the audience that you build on Twitter just feels so much more authentic. Yeah. It feels like they it's actually- It's more of the, of the actual following that, that actually yes, goes within what we're doing. A hundred percent. They're actually paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know, they're actually engaging with your content. They actually want to hear what you have to say. And yeah. so that's why, even though it's like a, a much harder road, I actually yeah. really, really like it. You know, yeah. so I appreciate people who are willing to engage with us small potatoes. People like <laughs> Aisha Morrison, like Ryan Clark, like Nick's- <clears throat> People who have thousands of followers and don't owe us anything, but genuinely just, you know, like what we're doing enough to be like, hey, I'll follow you. And, you know, if you tweet me, I'll I'll like it, reply. So I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, it's been it's been wild, like going in and like seeing the number getting bigger (laughs) and bigger. And it's like, ah! Yeah. And now that we're getting not not close, we're still like over 100 days from WNBA season. Ah. But, you know, now that we're starting to prep for that. You know, we're starting to get, you know, more followers and more engagement with people who are uh, big into women's sports and into the WNBA and women's college basketball specifically. So I'm really excited about that and, you know, growing our presence in that community and engaging with more people in that community. Because even just today in one tweet, I found like five different accounts. Actually, no, more than that. I followed a bunch of accounts, but there are like about five that I'm like really, really interested in who I turn notifications on for. But... I'm finding accounts that I didn't know existed who talk about the WNBA from perspectives that I didn't know people were talking about it. Oh, and I'm cool. like, oh my, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, <laughs> so cool. I'm I'm super excited about just like learning Twitter and figuring out, you know, how to engage with different communities and what that feels like. And I'm also going to try to be a more active Saints fan next year because I realize Ooh, being here okay. in Texas, like I kind of, right. I'm not even going to say kind of, I definitely fell off. 
of my Saints fandom, which, like I said, there's a lot of Cowboys content out there. So, like, once you decide to become a Cowboys fan, it becomes really easy to be lost in that world. Like, for real. Um, uh, I mean, you it, even become, like, you write for Inside the Star. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have to put out minimum three articles a week about the Dallas Cowboys. So it doesn't leave a lot of room for much else anyway. And then when you add on top of that the fact that, like, you know, the Cowboys are on this great run this season. They're going to the playoffs. And my Saints, new coach. Alvin Kamara stay hurt. He's my favorite player on the Saints. He stay hurt. You know, not really a lot of postseason aspirations there. It just becomes really hard to, like, maintain that same level of enthusiasm for the Saints. But I'm going to try because, like, I really want to dive into the difference between the Cowboys fandom and other teams' fandoms. But it means actually having something to compare and contrast. So, yeah, I, I might end up talking a lot more about that next season because right. it's it's just it's interesting to me. As someone who majored in human and organizational development, like, it's it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I'm down to follow the Saints, too, but it's going to be tough. Because yeah. it's already hard to follow the Cowboys. <laughs> and I live in a Cowboys household, so <laughs> I get the news on a daily basis. I get, oh, listen to this. Oh, read this. Oh, look at this. Oh, did you see what's up? Oh, did you see what so-and-so said about so-and-so? Like, oh, what the fuck? Uh. So that's, <laughs> that's my household almost this is daily. A great so. impression. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, babe. I live here. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, and another reason why I was trying to get a head start on um the WNBA uh, accounts to follow is because we're gonna be running. I don't know if I want to call it a challenge or a series, but. So basically, y'all, for those who don't know, before we had a presence on Twitter, we had we had a Facebook group. We still have a Facebook group that has a <laughs> lot of people in it, but we don't post in there a lot, mm-hmm. partially because yeah. we're busy and partially because one thing that I've learned is that when you have ADHD, <laughs> there's this thing called object permanence. And a, people with ADHD struggle with that. And what that basically means is that if something isn't active or growing or doing something we're likely to forget about it. <laughs> that is such a big-ass fact. It, it is. Like, and it explains a lot because I didn't realize other people didn't have that problem. <laughs> oh, Lord. Like, do, do, do you, do you, like, my kitchen, you know, I have, like, the little baskets on the wall. Uh-huh. Yeah, because if I put shit in the fridge, in the drawers of the fridge, they ain't there anymore. Like, they will, they will never, they will, like, I never Same. bought them. I so if I, put it, if I put them in the baskets, at least I see them. So the same thing happens with the group. If it's not a constant thing that we do mm-hmm. and like we see the notifications and stuff like that, hashtag HGAG, we don't, mm-hmm. we forget. So, yeah. And the, and the thing about the group is like, it's it's we're not blaming people in the group because when you're building a community, it can be hard to get engagement. Yeah. But like in this phase, while we're trying to get more people to engage, it becomes very easy for us to get distracted, especially when we are getting more engagement on Twitter. Yeah. And so there was a period of time not long ago when I was like, yeah, I'm going to start posting daily again. And then that lasted for like three days. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And so one of the things that when I was reading about, you know, people with ADHD and how they struggle with object permanence, they were like, you know, setting like short term goals and like short term projects actually works really well. Yeah. And, you know, in my fitness business, we just finished running a five day challenge, which even that was like too long for me. Like by day four, (laughs) I was just like, are we still doing this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so. What I have planned is a three-day, we'll call it a series. It's not so much a challenge. And 
if it ends up being engagement, engaging enough and, and people want more information, I have no problem going on longer. But it's going to be a three-day series where we are going to teach people how to watch sports. And it's going to be soon because the NFL playoffs are coming up. And for those people who want to learn football, I want there to be an opportunity for them to do that. But we're going to teach it in a way that we're experts at. So basically, if you are a fangirl for somebody, if you have a sports crush in the WNBA or the NBA or the NFL we're going to teach you how to use that sports crush to learn more about the sport. Hell yeah. We're going to teach you how to go from, I really like this player, but I have no idea what they're doing on the corner <laughs> on the field to, to like, how do you use the interest in that player to then grow your knowledge of the sport so that you can actually watch the sport and engage in conversation from like an intelligent perspective. Because one of the things I noticed, because for the longest time I was just a fangirl. You know, and it's like I knew enough to kind of know if my team was doing good or, or bad during the game. But for the most part, it's just like uh, cute athletic dudes. That's all I need. <laughs> like, I don't really need to know much else. Right. But the problem the football is. Pants. That's what got me in, y'all. Yes, exactly. Legit, uh, one of the first episodes that we actually talked about football. I said it. I was like, hmm, you know, well, them pants, you know. Them pants. Like, <laughs> them asses, you know. It's cute. And it's, it is easy. It's easy because do you see that a lot? Yes. Both teams. You don't even have to really follow a team. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn on the TV on Just Sunday. Turn on the TV on Sunday. <laughs> it's like that big shine song. Ass, 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 ass. <laughs> Oh my God! Here we go. Anyway, um, it's, yeah. it's the gym. So, so I know what it likes to be like a fangirl and then go into a sports-oriented social media space, whether it's for a sport in general or for a particular team. And as soon as you say somebody's cute, people dismiss everything you say after that. You might even have a good point, but as soon as you admit that you're a fan of a particular player or that you find somebody attractive, it's just like, oh, you're only saying that because you think they're cute. So. For those of us who had to start at that point, like we did, <laughs> if you are interested in, in engaging in those conversations and entering those sports-oriented spaces and you just want to have a better idea of what you're talking about, we're going to teach you. And it's, it's going to be very, very basic, right? So like, this is for people who literally are like, I, I have no idea what's going on. For the people who have some sports knowledge, there'll be something for y'all later. But we're we're gonna like basically show people how to learn about sports, starting with the interest in that sports crush. Cause that's actually a really good place to start. Cause oh, usually yeah, whenever yeah. we have like sports crushes, celebrity crushes, it's very easy to I become, wouldn't have like, gotten into basketball had not been for Yannis. <laughs> there we go. Um, and I'm so, a Spurs fan, so. Yeah. So it's like when you already have that interest in that person, it's very easy to just kind of like go down a rabbit hole of stuff oh, yeah. and like related to them. So it's actually not a bad place to start if yeah. you want to learn about sports. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to be doing that. So definitely follow us. Keep an eye out for more details on when that's going to start yes. so that you can get all the information. I've already started like making worksheets and everything. It's going to be fun. And like I said, it's going to be soon. Because the NFL playoffs are coming up. So there is there are a lot of people to crush on who are gonna be active in the NFL playoffs. Like so on the many, Cowboys so alone. Ah! On the Cowboys alone, there are so many people, you know, if you're into dudes. And then if you're into the WNBA, we have we have like a ways There's off so before many they start. Too on the WNBA, um, <laughs> so many. Yeah. Speaking of, did you see Britney cut her hair? Did you see that picture? No. You didn't see that no. picture? Oh my god. <gasps> What do you mean? She cut her locks? What? Yes. No. They, they said oh, it was her up. choice. Like, they didn't hold make up. her do it in Russia. But, yeah, she she cut her hair. No. No. She looks, she looks like a handsome dude in a good way. <laughs> You're stupid for that one. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid. 
Oh, I see. Yeah, you see it? I'm I'm not mad at it. Actually. Me either. I'm not mad but at it. I kind of sure had a feeling. You're not. I'm sure you're not. <laughs> no, I, I kind of had a feeling that she'd like still look look cute with, with short hair. She does. She but does. it's it's crazy though, because it's like like her and Devin Booker have like a similar voice. Oh, and so now you. they look like thank you. You are so sweet. <laughs> Gosh. But now yeah. it feels almost like they could be cousins or something. <laughs> super, super weird. All right. But Let's yeah, go. so <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna wrap that up by saying regardless of what sh- what sport or who you're into, yes. like we're we're gonna help yes. you use that to learn about sports. So it's gonna be yes. a good time. Yes. And like we always say in our spaces, fangirls are welcome. So no need to be self-conscious if that's the oh, angle no. that you're approaching sports from. If you ever hear us talk about like specific people, like you know we're those people as well. 100%. So please we're, come on We're in. not shy about it. Although I'm, I might be shy about a new sports crush because I still can't wrap my head around that shit. But outside of that, okay. Outside of that, we're not shy about it. <laughs> All right. So Let's quickly go over some of the stuff that we miss in the sports world because it feels like we took a break and the sports world like exploded. <laughs> I, it's like, hey, you know, like we're gonna be traveling. It's the holidays, yada yada. It's just and then the sports world pulled that usher like, watch this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> legit, Wild legit, shit. legit was like, mm, hold my beer. <laughs> so you wanted to talk about the World Cup? I mean, I want to touch on it because it's been probably. The absolute most dramatic World Cup I've ever watched in my lifetime. And I've really? watched. Yes. Yes. So many, like, upsets. So many, like, weird shit happening. I'm going to say it again. If y'all have not watched uh, FIFA Uncovered on Netflix, please go and watch it. Because if, you, if you've seen anything about the World Cup, it's going to make so much more sense. All the reels and all the videos and all the games and how everything was kind of playing out, it will make a lot more sense. So if you do like soccer and if you watch soccer or whatever, go watch FIFA un- uh, Uncovered on Netflix. It's only like three episodes. I mean, come on. Who doesn't have three hours in their life, right? <laughs> Anyways, um, so obviously I was rooting for Spain. I wore my jersey with, you know, with the little star. You know, if you knew, because Flynn didn't know, like every star on top of their logo or whatever they have from their country, it means how many World Cups they've oh, won. Okay. So I had mine with my star, you know. Hey, what's up? <laughs> and so we didn't do, like we crushed the first game. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna into that. We won the first game, and then the second game was shit, and then the third game was shit, and then it just everything was shit after that. Because <laughs> so I don't know if you'll see, but I'm I'm gonna talk more about my stuff because that's what I've watched more. But so we played against Japan. Um, we should have won that game on paper. We should have gone. We should have won all the games up until that point, but. We didn't. <laughs> and that game, we should have won. And they scored a goal that it was, you know, whatever. And then the second one, it was, the ball was 
So out of bounds, they didn't call it. They reviewed it. They were on for like a two, three minute reviewing. The red was in the thing, watching the play and everything. Literally, the line was over here. Like the ball was all the way, all the way out of bounds. And they still didn't call it. And I was like, ah, FIFA uncovered. Watch it. Because, because anyways, I now that I watch that shit, I just feel like a lot of this shit is rigged. <laughs> shit is just, it's just rigged Damn. and it's fake and it makes me feel so sad i don't know um the finals uh, the 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 obviously everybody knows argentina won Ooh, argentina uh but it was such a fucking crazy game it was insanity like like probably one of the craziest soccer games i've ever watched in my lifetime legit it was unreal Completely unreal. Uh, and, you know, it was kind of like karma to me. Like, so Argentina scored two goals and they were very sus, in my opinion. One was um, on a PK penalty kick and the other one was on, in my opinion, was offsides. They didn't call it, whatever. So it was 2-0. Going to the second half and there goes Mbappe. I love you, dude. I love you. You are the absolute best soccer player, probably after Messi, and in the world. But I love you. I love watching you. You're amazing. For a 23-year-old, <laughs> you're making so much money. And <laughs> you're just so great. I love watching you play. You're amazing. Anyway, so Mbappe, which plays for France because the finals were Argentina versus France, mm -hmm. um, scored two goals in less than 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. But it was, one was a PK, a penalty kick, and the other one was a very suspect offsides too. And I'm like, you know, this is what you get. Like, it, you know, it's called karma. You get this, now I get this, so whatever, whatever, whatever. And then Argentina just uh, came and scored, then they scored, and then they went into PKs. And, you know, I've heard a lot of shit about that too. That kind of made me mad. Bro, like people talking shit about going like into the finals and like, Oh, they should just play until somebody wins and scores more goals than the other team. Bro, they play for 90 minutes straight, almost. 90 minutes. The only person that's not really exhausted is the goalkeeper. That's why they go into PKs. It's bananas. So they're saying oh, people should just keep playing. That's what people have been kick? saying. Like, it's been insane <laughs> to me watching this World Cup and like watching... You know, because social media is just such a, a strange place sometimes. Yes. And it 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 just it's been bananas to me seeing like people commenting on this shit. Because first of all, I'm a hundred percent sure you've never fucking played one game, <laughs> one game of soccer in your life. I bet, oh, I bet, I bet anything on it. For you to say that shit, you have no idea what it takes to be on that field running sprinting for 90 you minutes. I believe this, but I actually did play soccer for a little while. Oh, and hey, what's up? Well, I don't remember a lot about the sport. Part of the reason I sucked was because I couldn't even remember the fucking rules. But <laughs> one thing I do remember- I sucked at it too and I knew the rules. One, so. one thing I do remember was what it was like running up and down that field. <laughs> it's insanity. It's insanity. It is insanity for 90 minutes. Never and again. Have, no. And you have a 15 minute break. That's it. A 15 minute break. And like most of the starters, you only have I think three or five uh, uh, changes or like you can switch players, but only five out of the 11 that are in the field only during the 90 minutes. 
That's it. That's all you can do. Like basketball, you can switch people as much as you want. In football, you have 11 players for, for offense and 11 players for defense. Not, not everybody goes to their and you can the whole time. Out among those 11. Exactly, exactly. Like people were talking so much shit. I'm like, I, I would love to fucking see you out there for 90 minutes running up and down like that. Well, here's here's what and I'm saying. And not just that, because they actually went to OT. And that is two 15-minute halves, too. So that's 90 minutes plus the 30 minutes. Listen, fuck y'all. No, you've never played soccer. <laughs> Fuck y'all. That's here's what I'm gonna say to that. It always seems like whenever games don't go in the in favor of a particular team, fans of that team all of a sudden want to see a different gameplay. And I'm like, these are the rules of the game. Yeah. This is this is how the game is played. Like the right. same thing happens with overtime rules in football. And it sounds like you know, people have a similar gripe with penalty kicks in soccer, but it's just like you can't enjoy this game all season, but then all of a sudden want the rules to be different. Yeah. Some some rules are different. You know, like, I think it's impossible for the Super Bowl specifically to end in a tie. I think it's impossible for any playoff game to end in a tie. But that's because of yeah. how the sport is structured and the, and the fact that, like, there can only be one champion. Something else we're going to get into later because, ooh, these Cowboys fans. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is weird that people seem to want that. And it's like, no, this is this is part of the game. It's part yes. of the sport. Like, this is how it goes. Like, like if, if you watch the World Cup, if you've ever watched the World Cup, uh, so there's 32 teams, and I think they're going up to like 38 or 42 teams next time. I don't know. Which also, do you know where they're? <laughs> Sorry, ADAG. Woo. No, no. I've I've actually been reading a lot about what they plan to do for the next World Cup. Okay, because it's fucking insane. Because it relates to the Cowboys and literally. Uh, the are article, they gonna play on the star? Hold on. The article that I wrote for <laughs> Inside the Star, the one that's gotten more views than anything, is about. The the enhancements that they're going to make to AT and T Stadium, and there are people because they're they're going to spend from spring twenty twenty three to uh -huh. fall twenty twenty five upgrading the stadium to the tune of three hundred billion dollars almost, and everybody's saying that's so that they can host some of the World Cup oh, matches. I'm sure, but I'm sure. have you read on the World Cup website? And they said the next World Cup is going to take three take countries, three countries, and sixteen different cities, possibly yes. possibly more. It's and fucking so, insane. Why? People spend so much money <laughs> flying to these places and getting the tickets and the hotel and the food and then buying well, them shit. Well, one thing this might do is matches might not be as expensive if only certain matches are happening at certain sites. But it will mean that for those people, like, I'm, I'm wondering how they're going to do it because what it also means is that certain <clears throat> teams... They're doing, for what I read or for what I heard, they're doing, like, the first... The groups, which it doesn't matter, you, you can end on a tie there as long as you win certain amount or you make certain amount of points. And then they do the knockout round, I guess, or the 16th. I don't know how you call it. We call it we call it eights because mm -hmm. <laughs> then you go to fourths <laughs> and then uh, and then you go to semis and then you go to finals. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's going to be like the group's going to be in one in one country. The knockout round is going to be in a different country, and then the final, the semifinals and the finals are going to be. But wouldn't that mean that if you're trying to follow a particular team, you're going to have you're to fucked. travel to three different countries? You're, yes, yes, yes. That's it's insanity. Wild. And how even do you, if it's, it's Mexico, the U.S., plan, and Canada, it's Mexico, the U.S., and Canada. Which, but how do you even cool, plan that kind of travel? That's what I'm event? saying. Because, like, from what I hear about Europe, like, it's very easy to go from country to country it is. by train. <laughs> But I feel like if you're like, and okay, cheap. I'm following a team that starts off in Canada and then they play in Mexico and then they play in the U.S. 
you're going to be out some bands. Yes. And it's not going to yes. be easy. Yes. And I don't know. I don't know who I was talking about. You're this not about with. to hop on a train. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. That. But they were like, they were like, well, you know, if they're here and they're in Mexico, whatever, like, can just, they can just drive. I'm like, can you imagine these hundreds of thousands of people? Because if it's in Mexico, it's probably going to be in Mexico City. I agree. And I feel right? like the, the arenas that are close, that they're considering closest to Mexico City are in Vegas and in Dallas. Ain't nobody trying to... Well, yeah. Maybe if people are thinking about how close things are in Europe and they're thinking it won't be close. But if you are <laughs> European and listening to this, <laughs> believe me when I say you do not want to drive from no. Mexico City no. To, no. To, to Arlington or Dallas. You don't want to no, do that. <laughs> no, you don't. But it's not just that. Like crossing that border. Imagine all the thousands of people that are going to cross the border at the same time as you. That's going to be insane. It is impossible. Like, like... Ah, no, don't, don't do it. This this sounds like a don't do hot it. mess. It is, it is. But that's like, listen, you need to watch FIFA Uncovered. You need to watch it. You need to watch it. So you it's, think you think some of the stuff that's in that documentary oh, will explain 100%. why this is happening this way? Oh yeah, oh yeah, a hundred, a hundred and ten percent for sure. Well, somebody make it for make sure. Sense. You'll you'll see also why this last one was oh, in somebody Qatar. Somebody else I want to shout out real quick who has been interacting with us because my Spotify just opened for some reason. Daddy oh. Daddy Fat Snaps. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Fat Snaps has nothing to do with the world of sports. Daddy Fat Snaps is a rapper who <laughs> makes music from the perspective of popular anime characters and his shit is fire. Um, <laughs> and I found him on Twitter and started following him from our sports page and every now and then he'll re respond to a tweet. He... He suggested that he might be willing to come on the podcast. <laughs> okay, all right, come on in. Um, or on. And on, and I don't on know. whatever. Sorry, English is not um, my first language in case somebody is new in the podcast. Uh, <laughs> it happens. It's true. Um, so, but yeah, shout out, shout out to him as well. Um, but yeah, he's he's really cool. That's cool. I That's love really his cool. music. So if you're into what I learned, I, I learned that nerdcore is a thing. Apparently, that is a genre of music, nerdcore. And there are several rappers who do make music about anime or from the perspective of anime characters. Are you serious? But I have to, yes, yes. Um, I I went down a rabbit hole. I think my favorite uh, title so far is a song called uh, E Girls Ruined My Life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. But um, all of Daddy Fat Snaps' music is about various anime characters. He's actually about to put out a remix to his Broly track, which is his original Broly track was one of the first songs that I ever heard that I truly, truly love. And so him putting out a remix, I'm just like, this is awesome. It feels like everything yeah. is coming full circle. Yeah. But he recently made uh, a couple of songs about, one was about Whitebeard from One Piece. He made a song about... Um, um, uh, the character from My Hero Academia. I can't. I can't remember his name for a while. Do not ask for, me. For some reason. I'm not but it's, it's a song called Villain name. Arc. Um, he's put out songs about Broly, about Gohan, about Goku. Um, yeah. He's done one about Bakugo that I really like. Um, so, so yeah, check him out. Spotify, Daddy Fat Snaps. Also engage with him on Twitter. He's he's a super cool dude. Cool. So, real quick rundown of some things we missed, and then we got to get into the Cowboys because yes. we're gonna have you know how we get about we, the Cowboys. Yes, we, we, yes, um, so so shout out to Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, going to Colorado. They they are yes. already capitalizing off of all the the marketing and promotion associated with him making that move. Um, and one of these days, maybe we'll get into my opinion uh, about you know the 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 move for him from Jackson State to uh, Colorado was a little bit controversial for several reasons. The conversation's kind of dead right now, so I'm not going to get into it. Maybe one day we'll get into my opinion on it. I didn't say, is it because it's not at HBCU? 
He pretty much has, that's I was a little mad had. about it too honestly I was a little upset about it but I, but, I wasn't but, mad about it once <laughs> I realized how many resources they weren't providing because any what we know yeah. about the sports world is that one person cannot fix an organization on oh, their no. own but it's coach Pratt. come on now he, like he'd said a long time ago he'd said a long time ago that if he ever did make a move it wouldn't be for him and his pockets it would be out of consideration for his coaches his assistants that are working with him mm-hmm. who he said were very underpaid and didn't have the resources that they needed in order to be the best coaches that they could be. And I can't really be mad at that. Yeah. Because like we've yeah, had conversations sure. about sure. how detrimental it could potentially be to the Derby community if somebody were to just come in and buy the sport, which right now would not be very difficult or expensive, right? But <laughs> at all. If somebody so came to me and they said, We're gonna take care of your skaters, we're gonna make sure that they have skates, we're gonna make sure that you always have a, a practice space that's weather controlled, we're gonna make sure that your coaches are compensated for their time, we're gonna make sure that your skaters don't have to pay for travel, that all they have to do is focus Bro, on being the best athletes. Sign. Where do exactly. I sign? <laughs> and a lot of people would have an issue with that, you know. So when when Coach Prime said, like, yeah, if somebody's willing to pay my assistance well, if somebody's willing to yeah. provide the resources and facilities and equipment that my athletes need to be their best, yeah. I felt him on that, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, you know, he came in and he he brought revenue to Jackson State. He brought attention to Jackson State. Yeah. And sure. in the three years he was there, they didn't do enough with it to make a big enough difference for him to stay. Yeah. So I'm like at at that point, you pass the torch to somebody else, which yeah. he did, and hopefully they can keep making progress. Yeah, but he had Give to Jackson look out. State on the he, map. Yes, like State Coach Prime map. is getting so much attention. Yeah. Off of this and just so many deals. Like his sons signed um, a deal with Actively Black, a sportswear company. So it's like his whole family is benefiting from this. You know, he's popular again and he hadn't been popular for a long time. And I also think the brush with death that he had probably gave him a little bit of perspective. And I think he said to himself, you know what? Like I almost died. They had to cut off two of my toes and cut off part of my leg. And he was like, what if I had died and my assistants were left without somebody to make sure that they had somebody to help them advance? Right, without a job. And so I... If if I I can only imagine if I had been in that position, I probably would have said to myself, there's no time to waste. If somebody is out here who's willing to give a better life to these people who are helping me be successful, I'm going to take him up on that. And so I'm not mad at him at all for that. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm I'm not mad at him. I was just I was just, you know, hoping he went to another HBCU. But but, but then did you see the video of him like consoling this kid? From his team that he, yeah. he was so sweet. He's just, he's just such a good dude. Also, in that whole situation, we learned that Roger Goodell has a black nephew. That was really interesting to find out. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason why that's interesting is because Roger Goodell does not seem like the type of dude. That would have a black nephew. <laughs> who would have a black nephew, which apparently the, the kid was adopted. Okay. But he doesn't seem like the type of dude who would take his whole family to go to support said black nephew at a bowl game. So I think everybody was just like, why is Roger Goodell at this bowl game? (laughs) Oh, he has a black nephew? He's actually supporting the black nephew? (laughs) Who is this man? So... Not, I hope that doesn't sound bad, but I, I think I think that's why it became a story because I'm not lying when I say it literally made headlines. And I think the reason is, is because it didn't- Because nobody it, expected Roger Goodell. It did not totally align with the image people have in their minds of yeah. Roger Goodell. Yeah, so, I mean, sure. you know, for take sure. take that however you want to take it. Um, <laughs> Probably with a grain of salt. Some other stuff that happened while we were gone. Um, obviously, Brittany, Brittany Griner was- It's Were answered- and she actually said she does want to play this season. So I don't blame her. That's that's exciting. 
Um, so it'll it'll be fun to watch the W. It was going to be fun to watch the WNBA season yeah, for sure. this year anyway. But it'll be interesting to see how she reacclimates. Yeah. And you know, I I'm really glad that um, her and her family are be, being given the privacy that they deserve in oh, this situation. Oh, for sure, a hundred percent. Um, I'm so happy that she's going to be back on the court. She's my favorite WNBA player, and I just probably, I just hope just that so she's, good. she's just so good. She's just so good. I hope that she is physically and mentally in a space to be able to handle that. Um, some other things that have happened since we've been gone. Um, I'm waiting for your dunks. Uh, oh, for <laughs> Brittany Hunter's dunks. She's like, life is too short. I'm about to dunk on everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Like, she's going to, I feel like she's going to come in so fucking hot. <laughs> she's going to be like, I really, I think, but I really hope that this is going to be the season of her life. Like, she's just going to go boss to the wall. I hope so too. I would love to she see. She got it. out her hair. I would love to She's see like it. a brand new person for fucked up reasons, but you know, I hope that she's just gonna come and be like, yeah, bitches. Mm, <laughs> you'll be waiting for me. So some other I'm things back. that happened are the Phoenix Suns were really good and then they turned really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and the Brooklyn Nets were really bad and then they turned really good. <laughs> I feel like right before the break was when I made those predictions and they like all came true. And I was like, holy shit, Brooklyn Nets, what are you doing? And it felt like the whole organization was going to collapse. But, you know, they've, they've actually, they actually seem to have corrected course. Um, you know, Kyrie's been playing and, you know, they're, they're, Ooh, Kyrie. <laughs> it's like, if you cut off the first several weeks of the season, you would just think that they were just like a well-functioning, well-oiled machine, you know? So, I mean, I guess they got all their <laughs> fuck ups out the way early, <laughs> which I mean, it's, I it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So God, that's, them, just, that's such a big fact. That's such a big fact. We'll see. We'll see how you'll do. We'll yeah. How you'll do. Um, so, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see how you'll do. I'm, I'm not. I'm still not. Still I mean, care about the Nets. Oh, I, I, just, I don't care. About, I mean, I, I think it's I, interesting I, that they were just. Just oh my god! It's just it, the dumpster just because fire of all of that, fires. right? Because of all the dumpster fires, that's why I'm like, all right, let's see. Yeah, let's see. Like let's it, see. it didn't seem like the organization was going to survive that dumpster fire. Um, but it, but they because have. it wasn't just one, <laughs> if it would have been just one, they probably would have been able to put it out. But <laughs> thank you, Kyrie, for putting out multiple dumpster fires. Boy, boy, oh boy. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Devin Booker's injured. Not a hamstring this time. Groin. Mm. <laughs> Dude, he gets injured every season. Every season. I mean, it's a hard sport, man. It ain't easy to it play. It ain't that damn rough. God. I mean, it ain't derby. It ain't football. But, you know, still, still, still tough, though. No? Dear Book, I don't know who your trainer is. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is the first one of the no, year. This is the first one of the year. This is the first one of the year, y'all. Dear Book, I don't know who your trainer is, but like, figure it out. Like, it don't make no sense to. I can't. I can't. Like, you're oh, my that favorite. That was such a sure like, letter. That was such a sure letter. I told you it was going to be much. Like, he's my favorite player, and his team is struggling without him, and he was doing so good. So good. Like, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, but I don't know why you said it like that. I think our audience. I'm seeing him on the court. That's all I'm gonna say. Like I said, fangirls welcome. Um, (laughs) See this exactly. Is there anything else that we missed during our break before we talk about? We might have to skip Demar Hamlin today. I will say. 
that I'm glad that he's speaking. Yeah. Um, and that he's recovering. So I'm I'm gonna try to to cover this as briefly and responsibly as possible. Um I was watching Monday Night Football Me too. when the incident happened. I was also in a Twitter space simultaneously. Um and so I was kind of like paying attention in case anything happened, but I was I was in a Cowboys oriented Twitter space. And so it's like Bengals and Bills, those neither one of those are my teams. I'm yeah. obviously familiar with the players, but I was just kind of looking to see what happened. Yeah. Bitches love sports, right? So yeah. if there's a game on, it's probably gonna be on my TV. Right. Um, but the thing that actually caught my attention was them cutting back and forth to break so frequently. That was, that was what actually caught me because it's just like, I, I've gotten to the point where I like most, <clears throat> most TV programs, I literally can time the commercial breaks. It's like, if I'm watching first take and they go to commercial, it's, it's a four minute commercial break, which is really long, but it's also ESPN, um, a Disney company. So they got a lot of sponsors. You That's know? why we don't, because we're small potatoes. And so like the second time they cut to an empty field and then yes. back, I turned it up because I knew someone had gotten hurt, yeah. but I was just like, what By is- By that time we were already Googling shit and already <laughs> YouTubing and like, yeah. because- Go ahead. I'm not gonna cut you off. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but, but I, what I I'm not sure if a lot of people realize by that time people who were watching at home had still not been informed of what was going on. Yeah. So all you knew was that a person was injured. Yeah. And then they were still handling it, and then you see these players who just look distressed. Oh yeah. I mean, you see the ambulance coming in the field. Why did you see the ambulance coming in the field? But even before the ambulance came, the players were looking distressed. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then the ambulance came and that was when I actually left the Twitter space and I was just like, yo, something is bad. It's going down Mm -hmm. and I need to turn this up and focus. Yeah. Um, because Nick's shout out to Nick's again. Sometimes mm-hmm. he'll like somebody will ask a question, they'll be like, BLS, what do you think? And I just didn't want that to happen. And I'm just <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, and yeah. so that happened. And then when they finally said what happened, which right now, I don't know if this has been verified or if this is just a, a, a doctor's theory, but they're saying what happened is that he got hit in the chest mm-hmm. at a point in his in the rhythm of his heartbeat that caused the rhythm to be off, and then he his heart stopped. His heart stopped. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, like, for anyone who's not very familiar, and I'm not that familiar, but just, you know, in order to yeah, become a certified strength and conditioning specialist, you have to know a little bit about the heart works. But we're talking about milliseconds. Oh, yeah. Is the likelihood it's, of that happening if if that if that is what happened. Now, something else that also happens is that there there are various reasons, I'll just put it that way, that a, a person's heart might stop. I have a relative who played basketball and was looking forward to a long college career. Um, and he ended up passing out due to due to problems with his heart. But he had an enlarged mm. heart, you know. Oh, but this yeah. was something that happened to him while yeah. he was a freshman in high school. And he found out that he would never be able to play again. Yeah. You know, um, happens- when I was in college, there was a basketball player who passed out due to heart issues and had to be revived using the defibrillators and CPR. Um, And it was a different set of heart issues. Um, John told me that rowers actually deal with with heart issues a lot because sometimes they're in a boat with other people and they have to keep up the same pace as other people. Like, Mm -hmm. exactly. And so sometimes they end up pushing themselves past uh, the the point where most Mm -hmm. athletes would. Yeah. Mm and it causes yeah issues. in soccer in soccer that's been like drop dead on the field yeah like more than once and it's really sad exactly and like I was legit shocked because I just assumed because I've seen it in soccer like 
multiple times, sadly, multiple times. I just assumed because football is such a brutal sport that it just, it had happened. Like mm. somebody had just dropped dead on the field. And Flynn was like, it's never happened. It's, this is the first time I even see an ambulance on the field. Technically he did. And they brought him back. Twice, actually. Yes. <laughs> yes. And th there has happened. It was one time, but it was like a really long time ago, like in the 20s or 30s or something like that. On oh, the 1920s? Yes. There were but actually... it was just one person, I think, on the field, act on, on the, the actual field, not on the hospital or on the way or anything, like yeah. on the field. In the beginnings of, of American football, there were actually a lot of people who died. Um, from football. From yeah. football. So yeah. if you ever wonder, why does football have a down system? That is a big part of the reason why. Um, it was because they're, they're uh, specifically a game that I think was called Bloody Monday. Several people died as a result of that game. And uh, Walter Kemp, you might hear that name a lot. He's called the father of American football, but he was one of the people who was most responsible for a lot of the rule changes yeah. that made the game safer. So, yeah. Um, but as far as something like this, that was something that... Um, it was, it was, it was, we, like, we really hadn't seen. And when no. I saw, when I saw players crying, that was when I knew I needed to call the game or, oh, or they needed to call I, the game. Listen, and I was telling this to Flynn too. Love you, baby. The, the fact that the NFL didn't call the game immediately. And I was telling him, like, well, here's the thing about that. This had happened on the NBA. The NBA would have called the game like immediately would have been like, nah, -uh, we're I not don't know if the this. NBA would have either. So the thing really? is. Well, here's the thing. The NFL cannot call a game immediately. They are obligated to discuss those matters. Even if Roger Goodell had said, I want the game to be called, they still have to discuss the matter with the NFLPA. They still have to discuss it with the broadcasting company. They can all get on a mm. phone call. Huh? They can all get on a phone call. Right. But you have to think, the first thing that they have to do is figure out what's going on. So they first have to communicate with the medical professionals and figure out right. what exactly is happening. Right. Then they also have to talk with the NFLPA and discuss the ramifications and how this might impact future gameplay and the collective bargaining agreement. These are all legal things that they cannot avoid that have to happen at some point. Right. So that's why when the statement finally came out from the NFL, they were like, we've been in constant communication with the NFLPA and they are in agreement. Um, there's also certain things that would prohibit the broadcast. From just yeah. being all of a sudden cut off. So it's like there's a lot of moving pieces. I wasn't surprised that it took as long as it did. I know people wanted to see it be called immediately. But even if the decision had been made as soon as the ambulance was brought onto the field, there's still so many moving pieces that they would not have been immediately able to cut it off just by Roger Goodell saying so. And, and I was still Flynn to have this happen. Like, I know this is way smaller scale to us. On, on the track, playing whoever, and somebody from the other team drops dead. I'm sorry, I don't know how to cope with like this stuff. It, I'm, I, I don't, this is not funny. I would forfeit the game. I would forfeit the game. I would, I would I vote mean, for forfeiting the game. I'm not, I cannot, even if it's not my teammate, I cannot go back on the track and just skate like nothing. Just I don't happened. think we. I don't think we'd have to. I think it would be pretty much agreed that the game could not continue. But from everything that I've heard and everything that I've seen, I don't think anybody had any interest in continuing. That like no. the there's a lot of rumors out there that like oh the NFL wanted the game to keep going, ESPN wanted the game to keep going, Skip Bayless wanted the game to keep going. I, I don't son think of a bitch. even Skip Bayless. I don't necessarily think that's what he wanted. Did but you I see think, his other tweet though? The one afterwards. 
I think, oh, I just, I, I think was just saying like, oh, Skip I'm Skip Bayless sorry is an for... idiot, and since a lot of people already He's don't like him. <laughs> He's a so... fucking dick. You are the biggest dick on this poor yeah, podcast. I do wish he would go away. So I have yes, no interest in Yes, go away. Him. Retire, go home, and stay home. I don't want to see your face. I don't want to see your name ever again. Like, like you're, you should be canceled by now just for that fucking tweet. I don't care. Ah, mm, anyways, I'm not going to, mm, mm, mm. Mm-mm. I don't like Sid Bailey, no. so I, didn't, I I have no interest in defending Skip Bayless. I don't like him. I would like to see his career end as well. So we'll just leave that at that, and somebody else can defend him. Yep. Um, it ain't but, gonna be us. But yeah. <laughs> so you know, for anybody wondering about that, there's just there's a lot of moving pieces, and you know, unfortunately for for those of us who are just like turn it off, like it's not that easy because of all the organizations and the people involved in the the gameplay and the broadcast and so on and so forth you know it's it's the magic of the sports world and the magic of tv that makes it all look so simple to us but behind the scenes you know kind of like how we talked about there's a lot of potatoes at espn you know there were a lot of potatoes involved in the process of ending that game and cutting off that broadcast potatoes whose names we will never know but that's why it, it took so long, basically. Um, I don't know. So um, continue prayers for Damar Hamlin. I, I will say yes. one thing that was interesting, and I won't get into it right now, but that whole situation did actually like lead me to um, evolve my stance on like prayer and religion. But maybe we'll talk about that another day. But I'm very happy to hear that he's talking mm-hmm. um, and speaking yeah. because when they were first saying that, you know, oh, you know, signs are good. The first place that I went to was was my dad and when people were telling me, you know, signs were good. And then when I actually saw him in the hospital, yeah. it was mm-hmm. just like, no, he ain't. No, yeah. I, I knew. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's so it's tough. like when people were saying that, I was just like, Oof. I yeah. hope they're not wrong. And, and it turned out that they weren't wrong. And I'm I'm really happy about that. Um, well, they that, would say, like, experts were also saying, like, this, like, Damar would have been the perfect example to get out of this situation alive and well. Oh, yeah. Because he's young, because he's very athletic, because he's very healthy, and, you know, and he is in the conditions. Had it happened to me, I probably would have passed that, like, away on the spot, because I'm not, you know, like that. But... They, yeah, a lot of experts said that it was like the, and I know this is weird, but like the perfect candidate to make it out of this situation. Yeah. So all the healing mm -hmm. vibes and all the, you know, good vibes and fast recovery vibes your way, dog. A hundred percent. I hope he recovers and I hope he has a long and fulfilling life. Yes. He's got $7 million. 24. Do you remember what, do you remember, I'm sorry, the ADHD, how you were at 24? I was, a, I was, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to say what I was at 24. Like to compare myself, you know, at that age and then see this, you know, dude that it's insanity what happened to him so young. And I don't know. I just hope, I just hope everything goes well and you go home and if you want to keep playing, please keep playing. If you don't, please don't. Whatever you want to do, just Get healthy. That's all. That's all we want to do. That's all right. We so see. we have about ten minutes to talk about the the Cowboys. <laughs> so, um, one of the things I was going to say about the Campbell, the Cowboys fan base, that is frustrating me is this whole idea of Lombardi or bust. 
So basically, there, there's a segment of the Dallas Cowboys fan base that is just like, yeah, if they don't win a Super Bowl, this whole season was a waste. So what? So what? Last season a waste too? Then they they think so. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. No, thank you. So <laughs> here's my issue. Listen, like Dak broke his ankle uh, the season before in 2020. Last season he got his knee or his calf. Something happened to him. he was injured was for calf, like two or three it was games. A calf strain. Thank you. Yeah. This game, he broke his fucking thumb. Like, listen, for us, and I'm considering myself a cowboy too, for us to make it this far with this record, you already should be very happy and excited. But here's the thing. A lot of the people who are saying Lombardi or bust, and I, I see this phrase come up because it's like, I don't I don't argue with that. I don't even when, know exactly what it means. Lombardi, the name of the trophy that you get if you win a Super Bowl is the Lombardi trophy. Oh, and so, or bust means it was a busted season. Hydra or bust. Yeah, it would be Got the it. same. Got it. Um, and so, I I don't argue with them anymore. <laughs> what what I do was I because this person responded to one of my tweets. I was I was going back and forth with the person about whether or not we should get rid of Mike McCarthy, and I'm just like. Why would we do that? I, He's doing really well. Like, <laughs> how you have somebody like take yeah. you to multiple winning seasons? I actually get better. You've improved from a twelve and five season yeah. to potentially a thirteen and four season. I agree. I agree. For the for the first time back to back in forever. Yeah. Right. We're yeah, seeing more I, discipline for the, from the team. We saw him pull a team through a period of time where the starting quarterback <laughs> was out, and you're like, well, we should get rid of him for. For Sean Payton, which don't get me wrong, I love Sean Payton I by virtue of being a Saints fan. Please come home. <laughs> but it's, I'm, but it's just like if you're gonna say wins and losses and the and the probability of winning a Super Bowl are the reason. Like Sean Payton's resume isn't that much better than Mike McCarthy, so you're gonna have to give me a better reason than I, that. I, I know, I understand. I this been this has been also a conversation in my household, and uh, if I remember correctly, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, babe. But Flynn says that if we don't win the first game of playoffs, he might be gone. It's and, possible. And like not just because we haven't won since 1995 or whatever, but every time we've made it to playoffs, we lose the first game. We won like maybe two or three times since 1995. The first well, game, and that's it. That's it. That's it. Well, that's how far most teams get. <laughs> well, yeah, but we're talking about the Cowboys, and we're talking about the expectations. It's like, listen. But see, that's that's the thing that is my problem. It is the expectations, and I just yes. feel like sometimes the expectations are unrealistic, not only based on the team, but also based on reality. So the phrase that comes up a lot of times when these people decide to hop in my replies and say something like a Lombardi or bus, I, I don't argue with them immediately. I say, why do you feel this way? <laughs> and almost instantly, their their first response is like, well, I was a Cowboys fan in the 90s, so I guess I'm spoiled. So to those people who say that, let me answer that for you. Don't guess anymore. You are spoiled. Yeah. To win the Super Bowl three times in four years is mm -hmm. not common, right? <laughs> you know, what the Cowboys did was not common. What Tom Brady did with the Patriots or by himself was not yes. common. Yes. So yes, you are spoiled like Patriots yes. fans, like Tom Brady's fans. Yes. Like Tom Brady fans, you are spoiled, yes. okay? Do you think he's going to retire? Tom Brady? Yes. Um, that's We do, don't have time for that. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to retire? <laughs> we don't I have hate, time for I that. Hate that <laughs> motherfucker. I, 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 I hate Ryan Rodgers. In case I haven't said that enough on this podcast. 
But my thing is, I'm just like... <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, this is what I was going to say. Like, at the beginning of the season, y'all were giving City so much shit. The ADA club and all this bullshit. He is a WR1. Like, and he's not showing up. Bitch, oh, we said... Oh, when Lamb breaks Michael Irvin's record, I don't want to hear shit. Bro! Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. What is... what? I haven't heard anything since that Packers game. Since the Packers game, even if we because lost, he had the game of his career up until that point. And he's been delivering ever since then. Every game, he's been fucking killing it. And I don't hear nothing. I was like, oh, whoa, CD, yeah, oh, whoa, oh, CD, CD, and, and, the and that is so upsetting. Fuck because all of y'all. We were season. saying all that bullshit before. Fuck all of y'all. Because we said, you need to give him some time. You cannot just ask this poor kid that has been here for two or three years. And then we're like, oh, by the way, you're the WR1 right now. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure, dog. No, you can't do that. Can't do that. And by the way, we said, give it the kid some time. Give him some time. We'll talk and about it. And some consistency. I mean, look Thank at you. everything that's happened since Thank he's you. been brought on as a wide receiver. How many times Thank Dak you. has been out? How how much the offensive line has changed, which doesn't directly affect his position. But it's like if your offensive line is changing, the timing of the quarterback yeah, is probably going to change. Of course. So if you got the timing of the quarterback and the quarterback himself constantly in limbo. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what did y'all expect from this no dude? Shade. But it's just like, before the season started, they were constantly like, oh, CD's in the 88 club. He's WR1 now. Like all these commercials and shit. And then he had one bad game. And that was And it. they were ready to kick him out of the 88 club. But ever since the, the Packers game, Nobody, and he's had mm-hmm. this run of 100 yard mm-hmm. games, all of a sudden everybody's quiet. And I'm just uh, like, mm-hmm. if y'all could be half mm-hmm. as loud as y'all were when he was doing mm-hmm. poorly. I would like to see them receipts now too. All there was is that you were saying. But anyway, saying, real quick on these fans. My biggest beef with these fans is that they're usually like, I'm spoiled. And then the next thing they say is, it's time. 26 years is long enough. And I'm just like, bro, Dak Prescott is what, 20, up, 28, 29? So it's like you're putting the weight. Is he? You're putting the weight of 26 years of expectations on the shoulder of somebody who was a toddler at the time. Yeah. Shut he up. Was like, what, like, like 18 like, months or some shit or like 20 months or some shit? When, no, I, I did the math and I think it was something like... It's like a uh, little tw- over two years. Like no, it, it was something like he was thirty-one months old. A little over two years old. The, bro, the, the when he was burning on the walking. date, he priced this shit in his pants at the time. Yeah, I don't know nothing about babies, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying he like I. Dak Dak Prescott does not owe you a Super Bowl. Like he is not the one who has been trying for twenty-six years. For he real? has not spent twenty-six He's years 26. behind centers. Dak? Yeah. No, he's not exactly yes, he, 26. He is. No, born July 29, 1993. 1993. That may seem- That would make him 29. Oh, yeah. Why is this 26? I'm probably reading an old article or something. Maybe. Yeah, I knew he was 28 to 29. So, yeah. No, so, he's, he's 29. 29. My bad. So, <laughs> so yeah. Dak Prescott has been quarterback for however many years. You can look that up. And so, I'm just like- he he has had enough time to get it right. And I feel like he, he is getting it right. You know, like we were saying earlier in this episode- um, I do see um, much better character from him. You know, if you listen to some of the earlier episodes when I said things like, I, I'm not a Dak Prescott fan, it was because he seemed like such a mouthpiece for the organization and just didn't give off the impression that he actually had um, the type of leadership that, the type of leadership skills that it would take to change the culture in a way that would help push these guys over the hump. And I feel like since then, I've seen that in him. I feel like I've seen the guys respond differently to him. 
I just feel like I've seen just like a whole different demeanor from everybody on the team. And the same way that I blamed their bad demeanor on Dak Prescott, I'll I'll credit him for their good one. I agree. I feel like him turning the page and being a different kind of player yeah. has played a big role in yeah. the level of confidence that we're seeing. I agree. Um, Anyway, real quick, I'm going to run down my point about the Commanders. A lot of people seem to, because we said we were going to watch sounds from the sideline, and we're probably in on that. But a lot of people are expecting this to be an easy win. One, you've got players playing Respect for their pride. Respect your opponent exactly. at all times. Sometimes, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. Sometimes players play, play, playing for their pride is more dangerous than players oh, playing for yeah. a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah. And so you've got a new quarterback, and you've got a bunch of new guys at other positions who Can are getting opportunities. Mascot? Oh God! Let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're gonna have to discuss that. I just, that on the next I just help myself. Jesus. If you want to know, just look it up. Just look it up. The commander's new mascot because you'll great. either find it funny or scary. Some people actually are saying <laughs> the, the mascot is creepy. I think it's fucking hilarious that they did um, that. <laughs> also, um, in this game, Sam Howell, although he's a new quarterback, he's gonna be reconnecting with one of his old targets from North Carolina. And they hooked up for a lot of yards and a lot of points. So it's just like, you know, if it were me and I were going to to a new situation, like let's say you and I both joined a new team, but you're my pivot and I'm the jammer. Hell yeah. I got you, boo. <laughs> I got you, exactly. boo. So I'm just like, don't underestimate that. And the other way around too. <laughs> don't don't underestimate the, the connection that he might have with that receiver with whom yeah. he's familiar. Um, and then also we, we have to remember the fact that at the end of the day, a lot of the things that tripped up the Cowboys in the past have been their own mistakes. So Dak, QB1. <laughs> Dear Dak. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, we're not writing letters to Dak. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh it's the gin. It's the gin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> remember how I said I'm trying to deny new sports crushes? <laughs> I am sorry. Are you going to talk about it? No, I'm not going to talk about okay. it, but I will say seeing Dak step as step up as a leader and a more fearless competitor is kind of hot, and I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. He's, he's <laughs> had a lot of chemistry with CD lately, which I'm very, very happy to see on the field. Very, very happy. Yes. Like, that helps me out. Yes. I, 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 I bet it does. I love CD Lamb. I, I love everything about him. <laughs> I bet it does. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Dak, this is a perfect game for you to practice, you know, just getting the whole situation with the interceptions yes. right. So... I think if the Cowboys can get out in their own way, there'll be no problem with them winning this game by a large margin, resting their starters, and going into the playoffs with plenty of momentum. Yeah. So, on that note, mm-hmm. um, sounds from the sideline. Let's pull it up. Let's react. <laughs> I'm excited. Nice. <laughs> Don't! No! Hey! <laughs> hey, Rob, play too much. Hello! Back him all night. We got energy night, big guys. What? You guys lead the, lead the way. All day. Lead the way. Lead the way tonight. Hold up. You know what we came to do? Come on. Yes, sir. Let's have a night, man. Icy whites, have a Night. Hey, everybody know what the mission is. We came out to get better today. Point blank, period. Hey, leave no doubt. We coming for real. Come on. Let's go now. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys on three. One, two, three. Dobbs. They send only three and drop everybody else. He throws it out on the right flat. D-Law. 
Got a three-man bunch on the right. Prescott back, throws it over the middle, caught for a first down. Straight eye formation, second and goal. Hand off Elliott, burrowing, pushing. Touchdown, Elliott. Stand to reset right there, you know. Reset right there. And the Titans will start at the 25 after the touchdown. See what I'm saying about the pans, you guys? Just look at the pans. At the same time, Bohanna has come into the game, and uh, and the uh, handoff goes for a gain of only about. Oh my God! That was that play where he ran on the field late, right? I know. He's the best. Absolutely. Only Micah. Only Micah. It was all all the part of the plan, right, Coach? Prescott back three steps. He uh, checks it down to Malik Davis over the middle, runs up the middle for a first down. Second and nine, little draw to Davis up the middle. He had a fucking amazing game. He had such a good game. Wow. Now Dobbs, third and long, pressure, and you're in trouble, young man. Fumble again. Yeah, you're in trouble. It's Dallas. Take it away, good sir. Everybody with enough. Hey, enough. Prescott under center. This time he's going to bring a wide receiver motion. The ball's out on the snap. First and ten. Dallas at the 48. Prescott back in the throw again. Whips it down. Oh, bubble. And intercepted on the drop deflection. Yeah, that was a bad stretch. I know, I know. This was just a crazy game. This is... You're getting mad right now, but it's how you respond. Watch that Hey, you got two minutes. Here's your, neg- here's your negative thing. And I need you right back in here, too, all right? There we go. Yes. There we go. Nice. That's the kind Schultz. of teammates. Ooh. Yes. 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 <laughs> Schultz is such an underrated player, honestly. That's right. You tell there we go. There we go. Oh my God. Snap back to Prescott. Over the middle, caught for a first down. Oh yeah. MG. Hell yeah. Third and 19. Prescott starts right to the left. God, I love when he runs the ball. Just, I've been waiting for so long to see it. Incomplete. But that was that was interference. Yeah. You all can always count on MG. First down. It's a play fake. A boot to the left. Wide open. There we go. Yes, sir. And here comes third down. Woods back. Pressured up the middle. Throws it to the three-yard line to Woods, who breaks into the end zone for the Tennessee touchdown. And the snap back, they stunt, they blitz. Prescott comes up out of it, throws underneath to the 30. Hilton with a stiff arm runs. He has such a good game, too. I like this. He came in, he just fit right in. He he did. He came in like uh, injury, questionable to return. Like, I feel like he gave the team exactly what they needed. Yes, I agree. This was such a crazy catch. 
It was. I was scared when it was up in the air. Yeah. Good ball, folks. But they're not lying. That was excellent ball placement. Yes. I was impressed. Oh yes. That's same. Good job, Dad. Good job, Dad. Nice. Where to get that thing? That's how we work it, baby. I wonder if he was nervous. <laughs> like, let the ball go. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Prescott heaves the ball deep to Lamb at the 50. Beautiful. Beautiful. We give Dallas a two-score lead at 10. Good operation. The kick's away. Money Maher. Yes. For real, though, after all the PTSD from fucking Greg. Do what I can. And we got the big one. And we got the big one. I love City. Oh my god. Did you kiss him? Yes. <laughs> Sam Williams coming. Parsons is coming. He's running away. To his right. Throws on the run. Intercepted. Deshaun Wright. Hey! I just told him! He had yard. He played good defense. I need one yard. <laughs> <laughs> Third and eight, screen left to Lamb. And then stop him after a one yard gain. Good run, good run, good run. Get it up, get it up, get it up, get it up. 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 Get I know, I know. It's just, it's like, it, I don't know. They're so cute. They're so adorable. Watching that reminded me that I, I did have a lot to say. We might have to end up going live or something to talk about T.Y. Hilton, to talk about what we learned about the team during that game, Ooh. to talk about what we've seen from Dak Prescott this season. What yeah. like We might actually have to do a whole Cowboys bonus episode. I'm just down. I'm down with that. So I can talk Cowboys all day, too. For right now, out of respect for this lovely establishment and the schedule <laughs> they have set up, we're going to call it anything before we sign off? No, just thank you for everybody, for all the support and for waiting for us to come after break. <laughs> uh, we're back, though. We're back for real. We're back. We're back. We cannot wait. So... Bitches still love sports. <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm Bitch 2. I'm Bitch 1. And we out. Bye.